Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's February 13th, 2023. Welcome to The Quadcast. Let's dive in. First up, Tardo. There have now been lots of studies suggesting total neoadjuvant therapy is the best sequencing of treatment for locally advanced rectal cancer. If you recall, Rapido was a large, randomized trial demonstrating an improvement in disease-free survival with this approach due to a lower rate of distant progression. The unfortunate thing about the design was that the TNT arm received short-course radiation, while the control arm received standard long-course radiation with concurrent capecitabine. And this was among specifically quote-unquote high-risk patients with T4 tumors, mesorectal fascial involvement, extramural vascular invasion, N2 disease, or lateral lymph node involvement. In other words, if you're ever going to use standard long-course radiation, it would probably be for this group. We now have long-term reporting of local regional failure at five years, and it was 50% more likely among those in the TNT or the short course arm, 12% versus 8% in the control arm. While this included patients who never underwent resection, they also looked at patients who received an R0 or R1 resection, and post-op recurrence was 10% in the TNT arm versus 6% in the control arm. Despite this increase in local regional failure, the overall improvement in distant metastases and disease-free survival with the TNT approach remained at about five years. The bottom line is, TNT improves disease-free survival for high-risk rectal cancer, but in the Rapido trial, TNT using short-course radiation increases the risk of local regional failure compared to standard long-course chemoradiation. TNT with standard-course radiation followed by chemo then surgery is likely the treatment strategy to afford the best local and distant control for high-risk, locally advanced rectal cancer. Thanks to Dijkstra, Annals of Surgery, 2023. Up second, more APBI outcomes. Our local control outcomes with interstitial brachytherapy, APBI, comparable to whole breast radiation. There are multiple techniques for delivering accelerated partial breast irradiation. Randomized trials of various accelerated partial breast techniques have mixed results with respect to local control and cosmesis. Here, we have 10-year outcomes from the JECESTRO trial comparing exclusive interstitial brachytherapy, APBI, and whole breast radiation. Almost 1,200 patients eligible for analysis had less than or equal to 3-centimeter tumors, no LVSI, and at least 2-millimeter margins. In the whole breast arm, everyone received 50 to 50.4 gray in 25 to 28 fractions with a 10 gray in 5 fraction boost. In the APBI arm, the CTV was defined on pre- and post-implant CT and consisted of tumor bed with at least a 2-centimeter margin. 
both HDR and pulse dose rate brachytherapy were used. For HDR, the prescription was either 32 gray in 8 BID fractions or 30.1 gray in 7 BID fractions. For pulse dose rate, the prescription was 50 gray given at 0.6 to 0.8 gray per hour. Treatment planning goals were to have at least 90% of the target receive the prescribed dose and to keep the ratio of V100 to V150 less than 0.35. The skin max was limited to 70% of the prescribed dose. At 10 years, the rate of local recurrence was 3.5% after APBI and 1.6% after whole breast. The difference was not statistically significant. The rate of regional recurrence was 1.2 versus 0.4%. The rate of late grade 3 toxicity was lower in the APBI arm, 1 versus 3%. There were no differences in physician-rated cosmesis, but patients reported a higher rate of excellent cosmesis after APBI, 45 versus 34%. The bottom line is, at 10 years, the rate of local recurrence after APBI using interstitial brachytherapy was numerically, but not significantly, higher than whole breast radiation with a boost, and the rate of grade 3 toxicity was lower. Thanks to Sternad, Lancet Oncology, 2023. Up next, why 5 in the single-arm phase 2, two smart trial, 30 men with low or intermediate-risk prostate cancer were treated with two-fraction SBRT. The targets included the dominant intraprostatic nodule and the prostate CTV with a 2-3 millimeter margin. The prostate was prescribed 26 gray in two fractions, while the nodule received a 32-gray simultaneous integrated boost. Median PSA nadir was 0.25 at a median 37 months. One patient, or 3%, had a biochemical failure. There were no grade 3 toxicity events. The rates of minimally clinically important change in urinary, bowel, and sexual quality of life domains were 33%, 20%, and 10%. Thanks to Ong. Green Journal, 2023. Up next, checkpoint passed. The same group again shows that immune checkpoint inhibition is fine during radiosurgery. What's more interesting was the clear correlation with incidence of radiation necrosis and volume of brain receiving greater than or equal to 12 gray. Here, the 12 gray included the target volume and did not need to be contiguous. Risk of radiation necrosis at two years when the V12 gray was less than 12 cc's was 8%, 12 to 20 cc's, 14%, and greater than 20 cc's, 15%. Thanks to Lehrer, Red Journal, 2023. Up next, goose. Prophylactic cranial irradiation is still the standard for limited-stage small cell lung cancer, at least until Maverick reports at the end of the decade. 
although there is now a consider MRI brain surveillance caveat in the NCCN algorithm. In the meantime, here's a small series from Henry Ford looking at the last 14 patients treated with SBRT or surgery, typically followed by chemotherapy for T1 to 2 N0 limited stage small cell lung cancer. The point is that none of them got PCI, and none of them had evidence of brain metastases on close interval surveillance MRI at a median of 14 months. Thanks to Khatib, Advances in Radiation Oncology, 2023. Finally, book me early and make sure artificial intelligence is first assist. This look at two prospective randomized trials in China reports a decrease in adenoma detection rate from 14 to 6% when colonoscopies are performed in the morning versus afternoon time slots, a discrepancy that vanishes with the assistance of artificial intelligence, approximately 22% either way. Thanks to Lou, JAMA Network Open, 2023. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.